RadioInfluence.com. Welcome back to the Lawfather Podcast. As always, we are here in Lawfather Studios, right here within Lawfather headquarters. Those of you who like watching on Instagram live, we are live on Instagram, so you can watch the show live as it happens, or you can catch us wherever you listen to podcasts. So I would assume, actually, if you're listening to this, you know how to find the podcast. Um, yeah, check out all of our social media. Check out all of the shows on Radio Influence, especially check out my man Jason's show and the MMA report, which is a great way to start the show. We're actually not going to talk about this today other than I'm going to mention it because I don't have all the details other than the headline. So I'm just going to bring the headline to you. Jason's shaking his head. I think he knows what I'm going to say. Um, I thought maybe I was going to get one in on him. Like I was going to get like fresh breaking news in, but God, he is, he is in the entertainment industry or at least the broadcast industry and the sports industry. So he knows literally everything before I do. But anyway, uh, you guys might not know. But we're going to talk about Gwyneth Paltrow today and the trial. We're going to kind of jump in and uh, update from the last time. From the, So, you know, if you want a breakdown of how it went and what was going on, you can check out last week's podcast. If you And then we're going to jump into, not if you, but we are going to. So if you want to listen to the rest of this podcast, you're going to hear how it end up and ended up, if you don't already know, and how we got there. But here we go. Is that burying the lead when I kind of tease it? Jason, and then then talk around it. No, no? okay. So, all right, I'm just letting everybody know. I'm trying to bury the lead. I don't really know what that means, but I know it's I know it's an industry term. So we are we are going to become real life broadcaster here. Anyway, uh, so the big MMA news, which I'm not really sure how much this is going to impact MMA, and actually you have to drill down just a little bit and pay attention to what the news actually is. The company that owns MMA, right? MMA as a company, right? Has been bought or, or merged with WWE. Did you know that, Jason? Yes. Yes, yeah, Jason knew that. So just keep in mind, it's not the actual, like, MMA itself did not merge with WWE. Like, it's not going to all of a sudden become WrestleMania with, you know, a UFC MMA championship card, right? Mixed into, like, one, could, that would be a heck of a, Hey, those of you who uh, do the promotions and marketing, that would be a heck of an event. Like like a mer, yeah, it probably is a plan, but you know what? I live right now here on Instagram Live, we are debuting a WWE UFC just ah big old mashup, right? Um, but yeah, I, I mean, look, the the two companies, right? The company that owns MMA and, and WWE came together. And so now they're they're all one. So there you go. There is uh, the news of the day. Jason's stealing my thunder there, saying that they probably have already come up with the fact that they're going to merge the two at some point. Not, not merge them like, but the, well, they are merged from a company perspective. Yes, but I meant like it's not like WrestleMania and you know the UFC championship bouts are all going to be under one thing. But they may do some events together. You see what I'm saying, Jason? You, same company, but I'm saying they may, you know, they, they may like do a mashup. Like a remember the old school, um, what was it? MTV. Somebody or somebody did that anyway. Forget it. 
Forget it. You know what? Forget it. We're going to move on. We're going to move on. We're going to talk about the Rays and we're going to talk about Gwyneth Paltrow. So we were talking before the show about the Rays and, uh, you know, a little interesting. They're, they're talking about that. Hey, you know, we're going to see a new stadium before the end of the year. Uh, you know, I, was, I was at the game this past weekend, opening weekend. Uh, great game. I love, love the new pitch clock. Although when you score 10 runs, games still tend to run a little bit longer than average. But I mean, still. Can you imagine 10-run game last year? I think it was 10. It, I, they put up like a 7 or 8 spot in the 3rd or 4th. Right? Could you imagine how long that game would have taken last year? That would have been a 3-plus-hour game. And I think we were just over like 2.5. So love the new rules. Love the new pitch clock. Um, it, it's Look, we I have a 6-year-old and a 3-year-old. Do you, they're not making it through a 3-hour game. Uh, we made it through the whole game. So um, main point of the story is this, right? We're sitting next to a guy. In town visiting. Last time he was at Tropicana, it was called the Thunderdome. So Jason would have been what, like 90s ish? So last time he was there, watched the Razors in the 90s. No, he said, nothing's really changed, you know, from then, the 90s until now with, with the stadium. And it's kind of a sad, sad thing to look at and think about that, you know, Tampa is such a, a, a big growing metropolitan area and we have such good sports teams. Um, and, and look, the Rays from a um, from a perspective of making the playoffs, I mean, they are outstanding. I mean, they've they just do a great job year in and year out, are competitive year in and year out. Yeah, you have to put up a little bit with the fact that they they kind of let some some names go. Right. But, you know, when, when you think about it, and you look at the names that they let go. Right. Evan Longoria, seemingly a great guy, right? But hasn't done anything overly spectacular, right? I mean, he's not he's not exactly a household name, right? Uh, you know, so they're just really good at, at recognizing when it's time to, to move on from guys. And they just do it, right? They, they just absolutely do it. Blake Snell's another guy. No, Snell, right? I, yeah, okay. Um, who's who, who got hurt? Oh, Glassnell. Glassnell got hurt going into this season. Yes. Okay. So there we go. Making sure that we got the, the names all correct. But anyway, supposedly by the end of the year, we're supposed to have, you know, kind of locked and loaded, a new stadium ready to go. Um, be great to see. You know, there would be great to see a waterfront stadium here in Tampa or something with a water view. Uh, if we're adding to a wish list, maybe some docks and a marina so you could, you know, boat into the game versus, uh, you know, the need to drive in because it's atrocious. You park in that main lot. For the Rays, it's absolutely it took 45 minutes to get from whatever street runs parallel to it, parallel to lot six, the main lot, right? To turn right on the MLK to then turn into the the parking lot. My God, about 45 minutes, just terrible. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's fix that. But hopefully, hopefully, we'll see a stadium in Tampa. All right. Now, the meat and potatoes of the Law Father podcast, which, you know, we generally talk about legal topics and not just your sports updates, although we've gotten some good sports updates today. Uh, you know, a couple, couple, couple of keys, right, as we dive into the legal side. Uh, you know, I, as you may notice, I got the Frankie Law Polo on today and, uh, you know, kind of, well, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and announce this on the podcast, Jason. We are going back to... Frankie Law from Frankie Injury Law. We're taking the injury back out of the name. Um, so just to reflect what we're doing, uh, you know, kind of a, a little bit better. And, uh, you know, so those of you who happen to get arrested for DUI, um, 
Yeah, we're going to be taking on select DUI cases, and we're going to be taking on uh, what's called diminished value cases as well, uh, which have to do with a car crash and, and the value of a car uh, after after it's been in a crash. The value of a car is less than it was prior to the crash, and then you have some diminished value, which means you can collect on that. So, you know, kind of branching out in a sense. Uh, you know, I have some background in doing DUI work um, from having been a deputy and diminished value cases. We do that now anyway. So putting a little bit bigger push there. So the name change kind of reflects what we're what we're doing across the board. So just wanted to put that out there. So those of you watching on the live, those of you listening on the podcast, you all are the first to know that. So we're it's it's a little bit of a little bit of a transition getting all the all the stuff put together for that, right? But Anyway, so let's talk about the Gwyneth Paltrow trial, which we talked about last week and went over, you know, the good, the bad. She started out testifying. Uh, the the plaintiff in the case, the doctor, uh, I think his name is Sanderson. Uh, he he also testified. But what kind of happened in between, right? How do we get from there to where we are now? Now, let's talk about the result. Because the results are actually kind of interesting. So if you look at what happened, if you look at how how it was originated, Sanderson, if that's his name, the doctor, we'll just call him the doctor, sued Gwyneth Paltrow and uh, for his injuries as a result of a ski crash, right? And uh, as as part of her response to that, so anytime someone files a complaint, you have to have a response. Uh, that response is generally in the form of an answer. Another response can be in addition to an answer. You can do what's called a counterclaim or a countersuit. So in addition to answering his suit, Gwyneth Paltrow's team, they went ahead and fired, filed a countersuit and they asked for $1 and they asked for attorney fees. Okay, so that's the setup, right? So those were kind of your options, right? When the jury gets it and they're looking at it, they go, is she liable for the doctor's injuries? Or is the doctor liable for her injuries, right? That's that's really it. I mean, you have a whole week's worth of trial to determine those two questions. And then after that, there's kind of sub-questions after that, which is how you get to what your dollar amount is, what what the what we would call damages are, what your jury verdict is, right? The amount, a million dollars, right? Um, that's what I'm talking about. So what is... What does all of that mean? What was the end result? Well, the end result is the jury found for Gwyneth Paltrow and they awarded her $1 plus attorney fees, which you're going to go, oh, I, I mean, that's ridiculous. She asked for a dollar. Well, it, you know, it, it goes to show a lot of different pieces of the puzzle. And quite frankly, and I don't practice in, in Utah, which is where this was. This was in Utah. But my assumption is the attorney fee provision you, you most likely have to have uh, some sort of damage in there. So you have a dollar of damages, gets you your attorney fees back. Because look, I mean, she had to pay an, pay an attorney to defend her in this. She couldn't just go, yeah, well, she could technically go, yeah, I'm just going to do this myself or you know, whatever else. Those, those attorneys aren't doing it pro bono. They're not doing it for free. So that's what the end result was. The doctor got zero. The doctor most likely is going to owe... Paltrow's attorney fees, which, I mean, God, this thing went on for seven years, um, or it happened seven years ago. So, yeah, we're talking most likely six figures plus in, in attorney fees, 
Um, so pretty significant amount of attorney fees, most likely. And whereas on, on his side, his attorneys would have been working off of most, most likely, I don't, I'm obviously seen their contract, but most likely off of a contingency fee, which is really very common in personal injury is you see, um, places working off of, um, uh, contingency fees, meaning that you as the client don't pay anything unless your attorney is successful for you, unless you win your case. So that's, that is what happened. Now, how did we get there? Right. And I think it's, it's a really, really interesting thing. And we don't generally see personal injury trials show up uh, on TV. I mean, this, this thing was on court TV. There was, you know, coverage from beginning to end. And I mean, quite frankly, they would go to commercial break and then they would jump right back to when they came back, they would actually, you know, even though it was live, like they would go back to the part that like pre-recorded prior to they went to when they went to commercial. So you got to see the entirety of everything. And, you know, it, it was really interesting. One of the jurors has actually come out and, and has been interviewed and has talked a little bit about the process and what went into it. And, and I think this is very telling. Because you heard me talk last time about the testimony and my thoughts on it and, and what the lawyers did and my thoughts on that and, and all that. It took the jury somewhere along the lines of about 20 minutes to decide that Paltrow was not at fault. It then took another couple hours for them to go through the remaining questions, right? Because there's, there's a bunch of questions on the, on the verdict form that they have to fill out. So... The, it, very quickly, they, they kind of recognized that she was not at fault for it. And, and, and you know, you never know which way a jury's going to go. But you know, I, I watched enough of this trial that I, I can't say I'm shocked by it. And, and it was something that, and reflecting on it, looking back, look at it and go, well, who's telling the truth? Because really, that's what it comes down to. There's there's no video, although they, they talked about this GoPro link. They talked about a GoPro link. And... No one ever, I, I never saw any video of a GoPro link. The only link that they really showed was uh, some kind of comments, um, a thing called Meetup. Never heard of it, but I guess it's, um, I thought it was like some kind of, this is apparently where my mind goes, but I thought it was some sort of like, um, like a dating app type of thing, but it sounds like it's not like that. The only thing I know about Meetup is what I heard in this guy's testimony uh, and what I saw on on the screenshots that they had. But I, I guess it's just more of a thing where uh, if you like to go skiing, for example, use a great example to use because this guy was like, yeah, I like to ski. Uh, I use the Meetup app and this group was meeting up at uh, I think it was is Deer Valley somewhere somewhere in Utah. I think it was Deer Valley or something along those lines. And they're like, we're meeting up here at this time. And, and this guy who was testifying was part of the group. So is this doctor was part of this group also. So it kind of like a, um, kind of like when someone posts on Facebook or social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, whatever you want to, whatever social media, where they have comments. So you post something and you have comments all the way through. They had the comments. And, and so in the headline, it, it talks about a GoPro length, which I mean, if you have a GoPro, you know, GoPros actually have a link. Like you could, it actually uploads, there's a link that it can upload right to your phone. And so I'm, I'm assuming that they're talking about that, but that link had been erased. Somehow Paltrow's team figured out, not her team, they probably, supposedly, suppose, we'll go with this. Supposedly it was a, um, a random person who found this deleted link, retrieved it, 
and pass the information off to them. Um, some so that's a heck of a good Samaritan. I wish I had some good Samaritans like that on, on some of my cases, but it, it was. You know, it was nothing earth shattering, right? You look at those comments and you look at them in a vacuum and you go, there's no smoking gun there. How does that tell me who was at fault? It doesn't. But you start to take the totality of everything. You look at these comments and you look at it and go, some of them were from the doctor. And it, it's coming from someone who seemingly is very coherent, very aware of what's going on, right? And this is these are comments from after he took the fall. And you combine that with his testimony where you know, he can't remember things anymore and, and he has trouble navigating the places and his head injury was so severe. Um, I mean, he was wearing a helmet, right? And it was snow. Now look, I know snow can be hard, okay? Um, I'm gonna go with though that the snow is not as hard as a football field. I just call me crazy, I don't know what you think, Jason. Probably a little softer. Probably. Um, Paltrow's not this 300-pound behemoth that fell on your head, um, although that goes right back along the lines of the football analogy, <laughs> unintentionally so. Um, you know, I mean, she's tall, right? But, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much she weighs, but she's... You don't look and go, oh, my God, if she lands on my head, like, my head's going to hurt type of thing. Um, that's where I'm going with that, as poorly as I got there. But, you know, so so you you start off from this is he telling the truth? And then all of a sudden these things start mounting and you go, who is telling the truth? Now, from, from her standpoint, right, it, it's it's difficult. I mean, she's an actress, right? And, and you look at it and go, well, do people believe her just because she's a very well-known actress? But I'll give you something to think about on the flip side of it. Because she's a well-known actress, I'm going to assume there's there's some actors and actresses out there who you look at them, they're not really very good, but they're well known. <laughs> um, anyway, can you think of any? The actors and actresses who are like, they're very well known, but they're not really good. They're not really good at acting. I know that, I'm sure, I know there's some. Uh, and, you know, so you look and go, yeah, she's well known. So she must be really good at what she does, right? Generally, if you're well known, you're generally really good at what you do. So, is her ability to act, does it give her more of a leg up in, a, in in something that is essentially theater? Like jury trials are theater. The jury trials in and I don't I don't know if I should say this as a lawyer. Jury trials aren't about the truth, right? They're not like we want everybody to be truthful in a jury trial. But a jury trial isn't about the truth. A jury trial is more about who puts on the better show, right? Put it like this, I, I've been to conferences where, you know, I, look, I do trials, I'm a trial lawyer, right? And so I've been to conferences and and, and continuing, continuing education that's all about how to try cases and, and what you should do. And the the last one, it was in Aspen of all places, kind of ironic that it was in Aspen, right? When we went skiing, <laughs> we're talking about it today. Um, but one of the people that they had, one of the sessions that they had was uh, they had an acting coach or somebody who was a, a very well, not well known, but this person was an actor. Right. And they took us through uh, some exercises that actors use to try to kind of drive the point home that what we do as trial lawyers is kind of synonymous with theater. Right. You're, you're presenting something, you're presenting something in a way that is interesting to a jury. 
right? So yes, you want it to be truthful. And yes, everything in that trial should be truthful. Uh, but both of these stories can't be true, right? Like, let's wrap our head around that for a second. Her version and his version cannot both be accurate, right? Because either he ran into the back of her or she hit him, right? There's no there's no mix up where like if if he runs into the back of her that someone got confused, right? And she somehow like went backwards up the mountain and and ran into him, right? So somebody's not telling the truth, right? And we don't we truly don't know who that is, right? But this is why trials really have more to do with who tells the better story. But what I what I want you to think about as you're thinking about that is is and and, and I am not saying that that Palcho is lying because actually I watched her testimony. I I, I believe her, right? But there was a, a part of me that as I'm getting ready for today's show that I'm looking at saying, is it possible? Like I'm, I'm thinking about it from a jury, juror perspective, right? And, and trying to figure out who's telling the truth as I'm, as I'm piecing together all the different evidence that that's coming into play. Could it be that because she is a well-known actress, she's good at acting and therefore has the ability to lie better and, and, and get up there and, Come up with a script, rehearse the script, boom, and you give the script, right? Because look, even though she doesn't know the questions that are coming, if her lawyers are worth anything, they prepped her and they they, they should have a, a rough idea of the questions that are going to be asked enough so that you could rehearse it enough that you could give an answer that sounds entirely believable, right? And makes sense. Now, look, I... I don't think that's what happened, but I think it's worth thinking about and, 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 you know, back in that jury room, at least having that discussion of, you know, what do we believe? Who do we believe? Now, I think she wins in this, not just because she seemed very believable. He, on the other hand, did not seem very believable to the point where actually, I mean, look, I'm a plaintiff's lawyer. This is what I do. And I want to believe every single plaintiff. And I'm listening to this guy and going, I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time. Here's actually what we're doing in this office, in my office, is I'm actually getting, buying a, going, Palazzo Pizza. So there you go. Palazzo Pizza right across the street from us on Platt Street, getting lunch brought in on Wednesday. We're going to go into our conference room and we're going to put up his testimony on the screen and everybody's going to watch it and I'm going to have everybody break down and, you know, get everybody's feeling on it because we don't generally get this ability right in in personal injury law to look and go here's a personal injury case right here's the ins and outs of it here's something that's so very similar to what we what we do right even down to them referring to it as a crash right which it, i mean they ran into each other right so i guess i guess it was a ski crash but you know they crash 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 we heard it over and over and over again you could essentially take a lot of what happened in that trial and replace ski with car, right? Car crash, ski crash. You know, and, and look, they both had experts, right? And as we both generally do in trial, and the defense's expert said one thing, and, and the plaintiff's expert, the doctor's expert said something entirely different. Here's the key, and, and this is what the jurors keyed in on it, and I'm not 
I'm not guessing this. I actually, in in one of the jurors who was interviewed about it, Paltrow's, Paltrow's um, expert was an expert in ski crashes. And that carried a lot more weight than, I, I believe the doctor used a neurological doctor as an expert. Hey, great person to use if you're trying to show a neurological injury. And, and that neurological doctor said, hey, these injuries came from this ski crash. Um, yeah, but when you can have a doctor or, uh, yeah, I'm assuming that the guy's a doctor. Yeah, he is. He was a doctor, is a doctor, still alive, still going, still kicking. Uh, that is an expert in ski crashes. That's your guy. That's the guy you want. So all, put all those little pieces together, right? You end up with a win for Paltrow, right? I mean, so we have those experts. We have the, the it, and this was the plaintiff's witness, the guy with the comments, right, that, that they were talking. They, they kind of skipped over some as he's going, right? And the defense just had a field day with it, right? And not in a way that you look at and go, oh, wow, he got toasted, right? But you just look and go, wow. Okay, they got him on this point. They got him on this point. They got him on this point. Her testimony seems more believable than his testimony. Their expert, ski expert. The other expert, not a ski expert. You start to see all these things. You can put it together and go, this is why she won. She didn't win because she's Gwyneth Paltrow, right? She won because her her defense team did it better. Also because she testified better than he did. But does it have anything to do with a name? Does that have anything to do with celebrity? No. She was more believable. That's it. Beginning, middle, and end. Right? Her version was more believable. Um, just just as a little aside, uh, how it works there in Utah when you're skiing, and I, and I would assume that this is the way the law works in most places that are uh, most most ski places, most states that have skiing, Florida does not, uh, unless you're water skiing. Um, but I don't think you're snow skiing in Florida uh, for multiple reasons. We're flat, turns out. Although it was cold enough this winter that it, we were like really close, really close to like being cold enough to snow. Um, but we're also really flat. <laughs> uh, anyway, the 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 skier that's downhill, right? So yes, it's downhill skiing, but the skier who's further down the hill essentially has the right of way. This guy up here has to avoid this guy down here, right? That's generally how it works. And that's what the uh, jury believed to have happened. Uh, it'd be great if somebody had it on video, this would have been really open and shut, but apparently there was uh, no actual video. So, um, which is still kind of amazing to me. Um, although, like I said, they're, they they kept talking about this GoPro link and, and I, I didn't see an actual GoPro link, so yeah. If you're listening and you know that, and, and I'm wrong, and that there is actually a GoPro link, please let me know. I'd like to uh, incorporate that. Uh, we can do, you know, like a quick little update on the next uh, on the next podcast. So, anyway, that is the Lawfather podcast for today. You know where to reach me. Check me out on all the shows, all of the socials using the Lawfather. Lawfather out.